0: This is God's servant Dilip Koshikoshi. I am the pastor of Revelation Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. I pray that you will experience the power of God's word in all its richness and glory today. May your faith be revived, your mind be renewed, and your body be healed. In Jesus' name. Greetings to all in the matchless name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good to see a a crowded house. Amen. Good to see uh, a lot of you really cramping up for space. Amen? Praise God. Alright, let's pray and get into God's word and let's hear from God this, this morning. Amen? Are you excited? Are you excited about God's word? Yes. Are you excited about God's word? Yes. I, I have. Uh, has your ear been unstopped by God? Yes. Amen? Unstopped by God. I hope your your deaf ears have been unstopped. Amen? To receive the word of God. Let's give thanks for the For this time. Thank you, Lord, that you have given us this time to come together and to look into your word. Lord, we pray that you will minister, your word will come in power, in clarity, that um, your your people will be able to receive it, Father, eagerly, not missing out on anything. But the the revelation that you give unto them, Father, may bless them, transform them. Thank you, Father, for what you're going to do. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Alright, let's read uh, Isaiah chapter 60 and verse 7. And I shall glorify my glorious house. Amen. And I shall glorify my glorious house. Now We have, uh, the, today is uh, the 12th of December. Uh, and on the 12th of December, we have how many more days remaining? 31 minus 12 is, somebody help me with some quick math. Okay, Abel. 19 right yeah so 19 more days remaining and uh, we've been we've been really considering the scripture up close i shall glorify my glorious house i don't know whether anybody is wanting where is the glory i hope you're not missing out on the glory i hope you're not missing out on the glory of god i hope you're expi- i hope you if given a chance right now if you given a chance to come here right now, you will just open your mouth and declare the glories of God concerning your life. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I hope you, you'll be able to testify of the glories of God. Man, what God has promised will come to pass. You don't have to do anything about it. Just believe Him. Man, just believe. Just believe. You know, we, we see... See it in the physical also. There's some glory happening here. Some exaltation, some lifting up. Amen? And it's all, it's all part of the game. It's part of the, the plan of God. So that we will remember what God has promised. So that when you come to church and see, okay, an elevated platform here. Now what's happening? Yes, God has promised that He will glorify His glorious house. So that which you see here in the physical will manifest in your life. Amen? In every realm of your life. I hope you believe these things and you're experiencing these things. A favor like never before, I'm telling you. Favor, favor, favor. The season of favor. You've come, you're, you've been led, you've, by chance, by chance you have, you've walked into a, a portion of the field where you have found favor. Amen. Happened. Ruth happened. Say, Ruth happened. Ruth happened to come to that part of the field, that portion of the field, which belonged to a man by the name Boaz. She probably didn't even know who Boaz was. She didn't know that he was a kinsman redeemer. She didn't know that he was a rich man. She didn't know all of that. But grace was driving her. I hope this morning you are driven by grace. I don't know which vehicle you came on. Maybe you came on Fort Figo or or uh, Wagoner, or Belen, or Honda Honda City, whichever vehicle you came on today, doesn't matter. I hope you were driven by grace this morning. If you're driven by grace, your feet will take you to the right places. Amen. Hallelujah. Now let's read that passage from Matthew chapter 1, verses 1 to 17, and then let's get into the, the passage one more time. Matthew chapter 1, verses 1 to 17. Let me, let me read it out for you. The record of the genealogy of Jesus the Messiah. The son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac. Isaac the father of Jacob. And Jacob the father of Judah. And Judah and his brothers. And Judah was the father of Perez and Zerah by Tamar. Perez was the father of Hezron. And Hezron the father of Ram. Ram was the father of Aminadab. And Aminadab the father of Nashon. And Nashon the father of Salmon. Salmon was the father of Boaz by Rahab. and Boaz was the father of Obed by Ruth and Obed the father of Jesse Jesse was the father of David the king Jesse was the father of David the king David was the father of Solomon by Bathsheba who had been the wife of Uriah Solomon was the wife of Uriah Solomon was the father of Rehoboam Rehoboam the father of Abijah and Abijah the father of Asa Asa was the father of Jehoshaphat Jehoshaphat the father of Joram. Joram the father of Uzziah. Uzziah was the father of Jotham, Jotham the father of Ahaz. And Ahaz the father of Hezekiah. Hezekiah was the father of Manasseh. Manasseh the father of Ammon. And Ammon the father of Josiah. Josiah became the father of Jeconiah and his brothers. At the time of the deportation to Babylon. After the deportation to Babylon, Jeconiah became the father of Shealtiel. And Shealtiel, the father of Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel was the father of Abihud, Abihud the father of Eliakim, and Eliakim the father of Azor, Azor was the father of Sadek, and Sadek the father of Akim, and Akim the father of Eliud, and Eliud was the father of Elias, Elias the father of Matan, and Matan the father of Jacob, Jacob was the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, by whom Jesus was born, was called the Messiah. So all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations. From David to the deportation of, to Babylon, 14 generations. And from the deportation to Babylon to the Messiah, 14 generations. Amen. Hallelujah. Now we've been learning some amazing things from the story of Ruth. The Moab, Moabitess widow who came to Bethlehem seeking the refuge of the living God. That's what is special about Ruth. She came to Bethlehem seeking the refuge of the living God. She came along with her her mother-in-law. This foreigner who became a friend of God. The foreigner who became a friend of God. Now the outsider who was placed inside the genealogy of Christ. The gleaner who became a reaper. And hers is a story of grace and favor. Say grace and favor. And I want you to love these two words. Love, grace and favor. Yes, love, grace and favor. You must love grace and favor. And I hope none of you would prefer to have it any other way. I hope that none of you would prefer to have things done in any other way. I hope you are dependent on grace. I hope you are dependent on the favor of God. I hope you are not driven by your own flesh and dependent on your own strength and your wisdom. Because God's way for you is walking in favor. That is God's way for you. Christian life is all about grace and favor. Christian Christian life is all about grace and and favor. See, Christmas is a beautiful season. Christmas is a beautiful season when we get to understand what grace can do. And when we consider, even when we read through the genealogy, which is a part of the the story of nativity, even when we read and those names that appear in the genealogy, all those stories, all those names will have a story of grace connected with it. Most of the names at least. Nothing is better than grace. Nothing is better than grace. A million dollars is not better than grace. A PhD degree is not better than grace. A Good job is not better than grace. Some of you are still trying to reconcile the how vast is the, the chasm between the ideas? I said a million dollars is not better than grace. All the connections in the world is not better than grace. Now you know the, the you have direct access to the, the chief minister's office. is not better than grace. Say so nothing is better than grace. And tell your neighbor, nothing is better than grace. You need to tell tell that person one more time because he didn't hear hear it. She didn't hear it. One more time. Nothing is better than grace. This season is, is a wonderful reminder to us that grace is available. I want to remind you today, grace is available. I want to remind you today that favor is at your disposal. It is at your disposal today. You need a reminder concerning that. You need a reminder that grace is available. You know, some of you, it's like uh, you own a car and you don't know how to use it and you're pushing your car all the way to church. How did you come? I came by car. You're pushing it all the way to church. But if you know what grace is, you'll be driving the car. Let's get inside, crank the, the ignition and you're ready to go. Grace is available. You need to be reminded. You know, Christians need reminders that grace is available. Heaven, grace is available. You don't have to strive. Grace is available. Favor of the Lord is upon you. See, striving. Know that I am the God who gives grace. I am the God who gives favor. I am the God who bestows kindness and mercy. Highly favoured one. The salutation to, to Mary was greetings. A oh, Highly favoured one. And Ruth was poor. Say poor. And we don't need much explanation to establish the fact that Ruth was poor. I hope all of you know that. How do we know that she was poor? Of course, The the fact that she lost her husband and her father-in-law and she had to come from her homeland to a foreign land with her mother-in-law. That was just enough to establish the fact that Ruth was poor. But the Bible is even more clear when it comes to how poor Ruth was. The fact that she went to glean in the field of boas is proof that she was poor. Who was allowed to glean? The poor. The whole... Provision of gleaning was established by this kind God that we serve. You must understand the justice of God. Now, God, when God, the the law of Moses was established by God, he saw Ruth. He saw Ruth. When the law was written, he saw Ruth. Because you cannot just walk into a foreigner's, uh, into, a, into a stranger's field and, and glean. But the law makes a provision. The poor can. The poor person can. And the law prevents the rich person or the owner of the field from wiping it clean. What a God we serve. What a God we serve. You now we must celebrate these things. We must celebrate these things. The, the law of God. We must practice these things. Now, if you have people who are working under you in your home, don't be so stingy. Count every grain of rice you place before them. Fifty grains for lunch. One, two, three, four, all the way to fifty. Okay, here you go. Your ration is done. Today, God wants to expand your your mindset, your your vision. The secret of abundance. He wants He wants to reveal it to you. And there's a certain mindset which is so um, so demonic. The God wants to break that to, today. He wants to break that mindset today. Yes. Amen. Remember the God who, who allowed the poor to come and step into the field of a of a stranger, an absolute stranger, and have the freedom to glean. Hallelujah. Now, if you find that in, in Leviticus, you can go back and read, I think it's 23 or 22, somewhere there. Leviticus chapter 22 or 23, you'll see that. Where the law of Moses provides, gives a provision for the poor. Do not reap the entirety of your field. Leave some behind for the poor. The corners, leave it. And don't, don't glean yourself. You reap and go. The gleaning is for the poor. I hope you are mindful of the gleaners in your life. Think about it. I hope God is showing you faces. I I hope God is showing you faces of those gleaners who are dependent on the leftovers, on the extras that you leave behind. So the poor widow Ruth went out to be a gleaner. God's grace was upon her. She found favor and she came back not with a gleaner's portion but with the, the reaper's portion. Not after a few days of reaping or gleaning. On the first day itself. Now God does not waste time with this favor. Some of you are waiting for the favor of the Lord to appear upon you. You must know that you are walking in favor. You must know that the favor of the Lord is manifesting in your life. It might have different forms, different shapes, different hues and colors. But the favor of the Lord is upon you. You are favored of the Lord. You are favored of the Lord. Don't wait for the favor of the Lord. You are favored of the Lord. On the first day, Ruth returned home. Not with the gleaner's portion. But with the reaper's portion. Why? Why? Because she found grace. She was driven by grace. She found favor in the eyes of the Lord. She found favor in the, in the eyes of the chief of reapers. She found favor in the eyes of the owner of the field. And she was, and they were given instruction. So that she will be able to go back home. Not with the gleaner's portion. But with the reaper's portion. Yeah. Man, that's God's desire for you. God's desire for you. Your plan for yourself might be a gleaner's portion. But God's plan for you is not a gleaner's portion. You know, that's the problem. When we plan for ourselves, our portions will be smaller, much smaller, much limited. That's right. His thoughts are higher than your thoughts. His plans are to prosper. Now you may be hoping for just the tidbits. Now you might, you would have prayed for the tidbits. Lord, give me some tidbits to survive. Give me some tidbits to nibble upon. One morsel today. The daily ration to survive. To somehow make both ends meet. And that might be the person that you are. Somehow make both ends meet. Somehow place the food on the table. Somehow pay the bills. Of the essentials. But that's not God's plan for you. Little that's not God's plan for you. That's not God's plan for you. Now you have a lot of calculations going on in your head, but the Lord's plan for you are far greater than can than you can ever comprehend. How vast is the sum of them? How vast is the sum of God's plans? In our idea, most of the times, we are limited by our circumstances. We are limited by how our parents lived. We are limited by how our neighbor is living. We are limited by how everybody else is living. That's not God's plan for you. God's, understand God's plan. Now as Brother King was leading in prayer, he said, the eyes may be opened The blind eyes be open to see what? To behold what are the plans of God. May your ears be open, unstopped. To hear the good news of of concerning his goodness in your life. to To hear the voice of Jesus concerning your life. That's right. A boat full of fish. Now surely a poor young widow cannot dream of anything more than becoming a gleaner. Can she? That's how our brains work. A poor young widow, that to a Moabitess, a foreigner who has come to Bethlehem. She does not deserve anything more than becoming a gleaner who survives on daily wages. And I want to tell you, that's how man man plans for you. That's how every human being plans for you. That's how little it is in comparison to the plan of God. You must get this. Now be, be set free. Be, de, be delivered out of this this, uh, this fantasy. This, that, that's right. This rat race. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no has entered the heart of man what God has prepared for those who love Him. Those who are called according to His purposes. That's right. And, and His purpose will flow. It will flow through you. And let his purpose flow through you. Now you must, now you, you are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, prepared beforehand that you should, that prepared, say prepared beforehand, before your dad and mom thought about you, before they thought about each other. God prepared. A reaper's portion for you. An owner's portion for you in fact. Now what if God wants to bless you with a larger portion than what you have ever dreamed about? Well, God wants you to think. Think. Let loose. Think. Don't think with your brains. Think with the spirit. What if God wants to give you a little bit of extra? A larger portion than what you have dreamed about? And today you must be very careful to preach about these things. The problem is that many of you do not have a vision for the extra. We heard about the extra today. You, you mentioned about it? Or was it King? King mentioned about the extra today? You mentioned about the. You used the word extra in fact. Brother King mentioned about the word extra. And God wants you to have a vision concerning extra. Say extra. Extra portion. Say extra portion. The problem is we don't have a vision for the extra. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Paul mentioned about the extra. To bless others. You must have a vision for the extra. Now if you don't have a vision for the extra, you are living a very egoistic, self-centered life. You know how far you can see? I'll tell you how far you can see. I'm not an ophthalmologist, but I know how far you can see. If you don't have a vision for the extra, this is how far you can see. The tip of your nose. That's the end of your vision. It's all about yourself. The farthest you can see is the tip of your nose. You can't see the person in front of you. You can't see your neighbor. You can't see your brother, your sister. Now you must have a vision for extra. Debbie, I want you to have a vision for extra. Now dream about having extra in life. An abundance in life. That you can bless your friend. She's already smiling. Say extra. Damn you, say extra. Extra. Whatever you want, think extra. Think extra. And God is able to give you extra. So you can bless others. Your friends. There are a lot of friends here. You have the Michaels and the Abels and the Dannys around you. Bless them. Bless, especially those in the household of faith. You must have a vision for the extra. Fabian. you must have a vision for the extra. If you have five guitars, it's a difficult one. Have a vision for the extra. The sixth one. The sixth one that comes your way, give it. And you will never stop counting guitars that come your way. I'm telling you. If you can live like that, that's how it is. That's how it is. And how God provides. And I bless you with extra this season. I bless you with extra portion this season. May God give you the vision for extra this season. Don't don't be like this. We are not talking about you here. The, push, the problem is you are thinking only about yourself. It's for, the, it's for your neighbor. It's for your friend, your brother, your sister. It's for your maid. That's right. He gives the seed for the sower and bread for the for the eater. Heaven think about extra. Extra. Not just to survive. Not just for your family, but extra. God can give you extra. For the glory of his name. The problem is when the extra is all about yourself. Now that is greed. That's love for money. No, you must have the desire to make money. To bless others. Exactly. Make money. Bless the kingdom of God. There is no other, there's no other purpose for money. The only purpose of money is to bless others, to bless the kingdom of God, to to flourish the gospel of Christ. Always pray for extra. That's right. Desire to lift others. And be, that's right. That's right. Exactly. Boaz, rich man. He was not a stingy rich man. He was a generous rich man. man. He was a generous man. He went around blessing people. The generosity with which he blessed. Even the way he used his words to bless. That shows his generosity. That speaks volumes about his generosity. He was a generous man. The gleaner who came. Got blessed. She got blessed. You know how much she carried. Okay, let's read that by the way. Now, we have to... You have to snap out of this mindset of limitation. Now you cannot limit your. The other day I was just sitting. I was just sitting in a room, and I'm just thinking about God and the things that He's doing and things that He wants to do. The Lord said, "The Lord was putting in my heart to think about this. Who put the limitations in our minds? Now to you maybe ten thousand rupees is big, but to Ampani ten thousand is peanuts." And you you saying, oh, I'm well paid. And my salary is 10,000 rupees. Somebody will be laughing hearing that. Because he's being paid a lakh a month. Now what is a lakh? The person who's being paid or making the tune of crows, lakh is nothing. So first, snap out of this idea of limitation. That is not from God. That is not a divine perspective. That's not divine perspective. Now you have to ask the Holy Spirit to shape your your perspective about money. Your perspective about abundance. That's right, about life. That's right. Yes, Lord. Not all the time when the Lord speaks yes. Yes. Now when you read the story of Ruth, she never denied she never denied the favor that came to her she did not she did not uh, reject it she did not despise it she just said why why me are you why me she was too blown away by what she's receiving and she couldn't go beyond God must give you reason. reason. And God must be able to find a reason in you. When he comes by KK Apartments, I got two of my co-workers living in KK Apartments and the others who, who constantly stay there. When he comes by KK Apartments, flat number 501 and 302, correct? 304, yeah. When the Lord comes by, may he find reason in you to bless you with extra. No, I've made packs with the Lord. You know what I've done? I'll sit with the paper. We have done, we've done it, uh, husband and wife, we have done it many times. Lord, if you give us one crore rupees, this is what we are going to do. We are going to bless this person, bless this person, bless this person, bless this person. We just want that small corner. We are good enough with that. But we want to bless. Have a vision. Have a vision. Compassion. There is something about it. You, know, you're, you will be a walking miracle. Every day people will hear miracles. Every day people will hear testimonies. And they want to know how you survive, how you live so lavishly, how you clothe yourself, how you feed yourself. No, they'll be eager to know the reason for the hope that you carry. You're not worried about the the rising petrol prices or or the inflation that is happening in the US. By the way, somebody announced the other day that US is hit by inflation. People are panicking. Relax. Different economy at work. The economy of grace. The economy of favor, yes. favor. say favor. There is a person who largely gives us and increases the more And after another, we listen even give what is due and we versus one we I don't know the Proverbs, yeah. Yes, that's right. That's right. Talking about generosity and stinginess, A person who gives and he's in he will have an abundance. He will not lack any good thing. Because he is living in, in the grace of God. Right. See, that's why in, in, second, in Second Corinthians it talks about how indescribable is this gift. The gift of giving is indescribable. Indescribable gift. Because of the grace of God. To give. That's right. Blessed to give than to receive. We heard that on Friday also. Now snap out of this mindset of limitation. Have a vision for extra. Have a vision for extra. Tell your neighbor, have a vision for extra. 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 Vision for extra. That's right. That's right. You'll inherit the earth. That's right. Have a vision for Extra. That's being meek and gentle. Now God wants to set you free from this demonic understanding or demonic uh, notion that He is working against a very narrow budget. Now, we have that kind of ideas because that's how man works. Now, you bring a proposal to the pastor, and the pastor says, No, we are working on a Narrow budget. We think that's how God is. God is not working on a narrow budget. There's no tightness in heaven. Hello? There is no... There's no tightness in heaven. Ben, there is no tightness in heaven. There's no tightness. You know, just just plug into that That abundance, uh, that overflow, there's no tightness in heaven. There's no tightness in heaven. (laughs) Holy tights, it seems. That's right. He does not have a resource constraint of any sort. When God needs something, what will he do? That itself is a paradox. When God needs something, will God ever need something? But if God were to need something, let's imagine. What will God do if he needs something? That's right. He will, he will, he will, one more time. Oh, you all know that. When God needs something, he will. And you are the, how are you related to God? You are the sons, say sons of God. So if the father, when he needs something, speaks things into existence, how a son ought to live on this earth? Speak. Speak. That's that's also speaking. That's the wrong language. That's the that's a different that's a different god but not this kind of god not this kind of god who speaks so lavishly he gives without reproach Amen. speak that's right shaken together he'll be shaken together pressed down shaken together running over shall be poured into your laps you need to speak that language now I'm, see, I'm telling you. Okay, okay, listen, 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 listen. The reason why some of you are having shortages in your life is because you are not speaking. You're not speaking. Or you're not giving. You're, I mean, I've, I've had people ask me this question. Okay. How do you, how do you live by faith? How do you live by faith? Simple. Speak, give. Speak, give. Speak, give. That's how you live by faith, huh? That's right. That story. I don't want to uh, make a mistake on that story, so I'll I'll just probably ask Pastor Ben to share it one time. That gotcha story. That gotcha story. Yeah. So maybe one some other time he will, because I don't know the exact. Speak. Give. Give. Danny, speak. Give. Speak the word. Give and bless. 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 bless. That's God. That's how God is. No, he spoke the word. Christ came into being. He gave his own son and blessed. That's how Christ came. Hallelujah. Let's read Ephesians chapter 3 verses 20 to 21. Ephesians 3 verses 20 to 21. Okay, this verse also, the next smooth water. Ephesians 3, 20 to 21. Okay, make a note of it. Paul, why are you smiling, man? Is it because you're happy to study God's word or? Ephesians chapter 3 verses 20 and 21. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly, beyond all that we ask or think, According to the power that works within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus. To all generations forever and ever. Amen. Far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think. Hallelujah. That's God. That's God. That's God. And talk like little children. Talk like little children. They're wondering, okay, is it a good thing or a bad thing? Talk like a little, and so I'm looking at them, and both of them are, like, okay, what is it now? <laughs> what is coming our way? Hallelujah! So Ruth happened to come to a portion of the field belonging to Boaz, and the rest is history. While in the field, she meets a redeemer. She gets used to his language of redemption, and responds to it. Boaz pronounces blessings. Upon her. He gives her special privileges in the field. He even thinks about her basic needs like drinking water. He even thought about that. Can you imagine? Boaz thought about her drinking water. He instructs his reapers to pull out some extra for her to gather. And he gives them the command. Do not touch. Do not insult. Let her be. Man? Okay, let's, let's uh, look at verse 17. Uh, Ruth chapter 2 verse 17. So she gleaned in the field until. When did she come to the field? One more time. When did she come to the, in, in, into the field? In the morning. So the, here it says, so she gleaned in the field until evening. Then she beat out what she had gleaned, and it was about an ephah, ephah of barley. So she came in the morning, she stayed till evening, which means she was quiet. Say the word. Say the word. Hard working. hard working. So grace does not prevent you from working hard. Grace does not prevent you from working hard. In fact, I would say grace will empower hard work. It'll empower hard work. No, so it's one combination to have: grace and hard work. One incredible combination to have. Grace and hard work. It takes your efficiency to another level which you cannot even think about. Grace and now everything is in vain without the grace of God. The worker labors in. The watchman keeps watching. The priestman preaches in? The worship leader sings in. The musician makes music in. Unless the Lord builds the house. Unless the God of grace is in the boat. So Ruth was operating under grace. So she did not leave after lunch break. She stayed back and continued to glean until they called it a day. But her portion at the end of the day was remarkable. One ephah of barley. You know how much that is? So I want to check how much that is. It's a a measurement of volume. Okay? One effa of barley is 35 litres. 35 litres of barley in volume. What did she do? Glean from morning till evening. And that's a supernatural provision. 35 litres of barley at the end of the day. It's a big portion for a gleaner to have, because grace qualifies you for the extra. Say extra. Now I want you to be mindful of extra from today on. Think extra. Think. No, I didn't say. I didn't mean think extra, but think about extra. Don't think extra. I delete that. Don't think extra. Think about the extra. Be mindful about the extra. Desire to see extra because. Because you are under grace, you are qualified for extra. Because you are under grace, it's not just about the the two of you or the three of you or the four of you. It expands your boundary. It expands your influence. It expands the number of people who can feed from you. That's why we say the lion's share. The lion's share is so big. Say extra. Extra. Verse 18. So she took it and went into the city. And her mother-in-law saw what she had gleaned. She took it out and gave Naomi what she had left after she was satisfied. Not only did Ruth bring the extra portion. Okay. After the gleaning. She also brought home the food that was left over. Which she had kept aside. After she was satisfied. She was given lunch by Boaz. Boaz. Look at this. This is, this is a, it's a woman of character. I, 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 I think, Paul, you must follow Ruth in running the guest house. Always have an abundance, an extra. After you are satisfied, if somebody were to come by, they should be able to feast with you. I bless you with that vision. You receive it, man. I bless you with that vision. She did not just eat. Okay. ah, Mama is back home. She will somehow manage. She will somehow manage. But I am the one who is working in the sunlight. I am working in the sun. I am I'm, 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 I'm working it out. I am laboring. I am sweating. So was gave her some food. She could have thought all that. No. But she did not think like that. She said, there is somebody back home. She just stopped when she was satisfied. The rest she took it with her. Along with the 35 liters of barley. So that her mother-in-law can eat and be satisfied. Tell her neighbor, be mindful of others. This Christmas, be mindful of others. Be mindful of I want you to bless somebody big time this, this Christmas. And I'm challenging you. Bless somebody big this Christmas. Now stretch your stretch your finances, stretch your ability. Bless that person. and If you can do it discreetly, well and good. If you, but if you cannot do it discreetly, that's fine. But bless somebody. Big. The Lord is putting it in my heart to so tell you this. Uh, you are, he is preparing you for a harvest. Empty your barn. Empty your barn. Fresh stock is coming. Fresh stock is coming. Empty your barn. Don't be like the Israelites. They thought, okay, manna for today will stay for tomorrow. No, it will not. Today's manna, if there is extra, give it to somebody else. Don't let your focus be skewed onto yourself. Remember others. Be mindful of the needs of those around you. Be mindful of those who are working for you. Be mindful of your friends. Verse 19. Her mother-in-law then said to her, Where did you glean today? And where did you work? This is unheard of. First day of work, coming home with one effer of barley, unheard of. So she was exclaiming, Where did you glean today? And where did you work? May he who took notice of you be blessed. It is obvious that she was taken notice of. When she came home, it was obvious. This is not normal. She's coming with one big sack of barley. May he, he be blessed who took notice of her, of you. She, so she told her mother-in-law with whom she had worked and said, the name of the man with whom I work today is Boaz. Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, may he be blessed of the Lord who has not withdrawn his kindness to the living and of the dead. You know, I believe in honoring um the generations of people who have done things in the kingdom. Now, I give you that vision. If you know families who are left without the support because the, the man who was the head of the family or the the, the I mean whoever that is and were serving the Lord for so many years, but left a, a family without much support. Show kindness to them. Show kindness to them. Widows. That's right, widows. The Bible talks about widows and orphans. Even the New Testament talks about widows and orphans. Even talks about the, the, the age at which they qualify to be Counted, listed as widows, so on and so forth. That's right, true religion, the scripture that goes like that. The true religion is about taking care of widows and the fatherless. May he be blessed of the Lord who has not withdrawn his kindness to the living and to the dead. Again, Naomi said to her, The man is our relative, he is one of our closest relatives. The translation is kinsman, redeemer. Closest relative. Kinsman, redeemer. One who has the power to redeem. And Ruth the Moabite, said, Furthermore, he said to me, You shall stay close to my servants until they have finished all my harvest. Naomi said to Ruth her daughter-in-law, It is good, my daughter, that you go Out with his maids, so that others do not fall upon you in another field. So she stayed close by the maids of Boaz, in order to glean until the end of the barley harvest and the wheat harvest, and she lived with her mother-in-law. So two harvests. She came. First season of harvest came. She was graced of God, favored of God, went to a, a stranger's field. She found favor there. She came back home with a large portion. The mother in law said, What he said to you is right. Stay with him. He's a close relative, he's a redeemer. So she stayed. Say obedience. obedience. It is good. Say it is good. Say obedience is good. Obedience is good. Smile and say obedience is good. Obedience. Danny say obedience is good. Say obedience is good. Say obedience is good. Say obedience is good, Danny. Obedience is good. Say obedience is good, Gabby. You know that? Say obedience is good. Both of you together say obedience is good. That's nice. David say obedience is good. Obedience is good. No. Abigail say obedience is good. Uh, this good, my daughter, that you go out with his maids. So she stayed close by the maids. So now this instruction was about her company, say company. company. So instruction about, about whom you must keep company with is a good instruction. It's a good instruction. The mother-in-law said, "Mole, you stay with them. It's good, my daughter. It'll keep you from danger." Ruth did not resist or retaliate. She obeyed Naomi, word for word. Man, the godly counsel is the roadmap to prosperity. Godly counsel is the roadmap to abundance. Say abundance. You want to see abundance? Follow godly counsel. Follow godly counsel. Follow godly counsel. Abundance is coming your way. If you can follow godly counsel, no, I've seen people how they they avoid interactions when godly counsel is coming their way, they avoid looking in the eye. What if the pastor makes it very specific to me? What if they make it very specific, or he makes it very specific? But the truth is, godly counsel is the roadmap to abundance. You want to find abundance? Follow godly counsel. Follow godly counsel. It's a roadmap to redemption, man. You want to be redeemed from your situations? Follow godly counsel. Do not stray from it. Stay where the Holy Spirit wants you to be. Okay, let me read the next five verses and then I'll close. Chapter 3. Then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, My daughter, shall I, seek, shall I not seek security for you that it may be well with you? Now is not Boaz a kinsman with whose mates you were. Behold, he winnows barley, at the threshing floor tonight. Who's boss? Who's boss? I want to read that scripture verse one more time. Behold, I say, Behold. I told you the Bible does not use behold just like that. If the Bible uses behold, there is something to behold. Behold, he heard the word somewhere else. He even knows Bali at the where? threshing floor tonight. So you you heard these words connected with somebody else that you know. Behold, this boas is winnowing Bali at the threshing floor. This Christ, the winnowing fork, is in his hand. The God will thresh. He will separate the wheat and the chaff. It cannot be more direct than this. It's so direct. Boas is Christ. Boas is Christ. He's the Redeemer. Now, you want to think, learn a thing or two about Christ? Study Boas. Always speaking blessings, always showing kindness. Always generous, willing to help, willing to provide, willing to give refuge. That's right, the, the, the type of Christ. is a type of Christ. That word is following us for the, for the start of the service. This type of God. I'm, I'm stuck there. Behold, he winnows barley at the threshing floor tonight. Next verse, wash yourself therefore and anoint yourself and put on your best clothes. I wish I can preach on this one line for the next one hour. Wash yourself, that's right, get ready. Wash yourself, anoint yourself and put on your best clothes. God wants to see in your best clothes he likes to see in your best clothes. Now that's a, that's a, a too worldly, too worldly a doctrine, right? Now how we've made this so complicated. You know, God wants to see you in good clothes. He wants, he wants to see you taking a, I mean, he wants to uh, see you that you've, you've taken a bath. He wants to see that you have anointed yourself. You're freshened up. That's right. That's right. We heard about that also. He washes your feet to make you clean. Now, if you want to go and stand before your Redeemer, always remember this. In the physical also. Wash yourself. Anoint yourself. Put on your best clothes. that's right that's right about provision about solomon and about the lilies that's right i wish that you will you will when you, before you come to church you spend a, a considerable considerable amount of time selecting your attire that's right on saturday not on ah that's very, very. That's right. You have to make it be very specific. Not on Sunday morning. Yeah, we make our kids do it. They will have to come, go up. No, Dami. We make you select your clothes on a Saturday night. That's right. Go up, get your clothes, get it approved, and keep it for ironing. Now, cultivate the, these things. It's a, this, this must be part of church culture. Go to the. The Lord also said to Moses, go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow. And let them wash their garments. A, see, you read, a, a, a read the Bible, especially when you read um, Leviticus. Next verse also. And let them be ready. Say ready. ready. Let them be ready for the third day. For on the third day, the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. Uh, see, you're, you're, the way you dress up, the way you dress up, shows your readiness to stand before the Lord. Is there anything in your dress? No, not really. But it's, a, it's about the attitude. It's about your attitude. And I think I've told you this. Uh, you know what Brother Royce's dad has shared with me. Uh, he, he's, he does a lot of Zoom meetings ever since COVID happened. He does a lot of Zoom meetings, and he was saying. It's sometimes sad to see people on the other side of the screen wearing their bunions and... Yeah. You have, you're you attending church from home. That's not the right way to do it. Huh? That's right. The royal priesthood dressed dress like a king. Dressed like a priest. That's right. And you must go and study the how the priests were decked up. Today, the devil has corrupted the whole system so much that you now we can attend church wearing our boxers or without the boxers. We can, we can attend church without even take, brushing our teeth. COVID happened. Did God change? It's, it's about attitude. It's about attitude. Say attitude attitude. You, you you stand before God, make sure that you you, you stand nice. You look good. You know, you've washed yourself. It's about the heart. It's about the heart. It's not about it's not that God will mind your sweat or your, any of those things. He will still hug you. He will still carry you. He will still kiss you. Amen? That's the God that we serve. But from your side, your attitude towards God, you're standing before God Almighty. It's about a, a poster of worship. A readiness to receive from him. So I encourage you. So Naomi presents the, bo- the Boaz proposal to Ruth. And said, this man is winnowing barley tonight at the threshing floor. He winnows the threshing floor. Ha, the foreshadow of Christ. Wash yourself, anoint yourself. Put on your best clothes and go to the threshing floor. One more thing, just in connection with that, something that the Lord reminded me. Never let the world around you see that you're going through a trial. Never let the world around you see that you're going through a uh, a struggle in life. You know, huh? This, that's right, don't seek this. The attention of man, the sympathy of man. That's what I meant. Don't seek the, the sympathy of man. You know, we have this weird idea that uh, if you are very... Like you know, if you look uh, a little long-faced and, um, and a little shabby and all. And people recognize what we are going through. And they will show mercy to us. And in order to be noticed and shown compassion and kindness to... You choose to be in that poster, that kind of a, an attire, and a, that, that kind of a, uh, an outlook. The Lord said about That's right. Exactly. I was about to come to that verse. I was trying to remember the exact words. It's the, what the Lord said about, the, about fasting. Do not fast in order to be noticed by men. And don't be like the hypocrites. And who will make a, a big noise about their fasting and their prayer. And tell the whole world that you're fasting by growing their beard long and, you know, whatever. Putting sackcloth. Don't be like that. Go into the inner chamber. Gnawing yourself. Wash yourself. People, see, I'm telling you, nobody should, should see that you're going through a struggle. If you're going through a struggle, if you're going through a struggle, let the Lord know it. Then let the Lord know it and fix it with the Lord. Because your testimony must never have a blemish. Because God's plan for you is not to give you a a struggle or make you walk in a struggle. Are you getting this? This is just a simple practical advice. Okay? Because I've seen this in in church, in in Christendom. I've seen people how they purposely try to look uh, shabby and and poor for the sake of attention and sympathy and for the sake of uh, receiving help. Don't be like that. Going through a struggle? Let the Lord know it. Let the Lord know it. Walk like a king. Amen. Because that is your readiness. Hallelujah. Somebody was called from from the dungeon. Okay, to stand before the the Pharaoh. Who was that? Joseph was called. Because the, the butler or the cup holder? Cup bearer. One of them remembered him. Yeah. He he remembered that Joseph is a man who can decipher dreams and interpret visions. Yeah, So he was called, he was summoned. From where? From the prison. Before he went to stand before Pharaoh. You know what the Bible says about that? He shaved. He put on good clothes and went and stood before Pharaoh. It shows your readiness. I'm ready to be the prince. I'm ready to take over charge. I'm See, expect promotion. Expect promotion. Expect exaltation. The mindset should be already there. Your mind should be already in exaltation and promotion. Do not look poor. Do not look sad. Do not look gloomy. Do not look like a pauper. Do not try to highlight your poverty. So that people may take, take notice. It does not give glory to God. You can be real to God. You can re- be real be- before God. You can tell Him what you're going through. But don't try to highlight it purposely. So that people will help you. Exactly. That's right. That man was a man that we know. Who served in the, in the church. Um, in a, I don't know how many pairs of clothes he will have. But it's always without spot, without wrinkle. The way he walks. The way he walks. Never complains. Never complains. Never have, never have asked money. Never. With a, that's why right, the biggest smile that you can ever think of. With his two protruding teeth. But this man's smile will remain. Etched in your heart. Never complain. Never ask for money. Always happy, always cheerful, serving the Lord, serving in the church as a, as a cook, as a cleaner, I mean, so on and so forth. But at the same time, I've seen people who will come with a brochure of needs. Even before you are, like, you know, exchange pleasantries, you are, they're barging on you. Throwing a, a pity party on you, saying, i am like this i'm down i don't have that i don't have this don't be like that in the kingdom you're a king now if you if you have a shortage that's because of revelation problem revelation from god's word you better have the right revelation if you have the right revelation you will walk in abundance you will walk in prosperity you will walk you'll always go up you'll never go down that's right you may come in like that that's right you may have you may go through seasons like that but it will not stay in your life it will not stay in your life. The attitude changes, that's right. You now one thing that I desire for people in this church is that when other people see you, wherever they see you, they will see that, oh, you've, you've become better. There's this progress in you. There's promotion in you. There's a, a different attitude in you. And you look different. You speak different. You smile easy. And those are precious things, by the way. Precious things, by the way. And those are things that will make a pastor proud and happy. Let's close because I'm. Yeah, I think let's keep it there. Wash yourself, anoint yourself, put on your best clothes, learn to look good, groom well. And trust me, you don't have to be a millionaire to do that. You don't have to be a millionaire to. Look good. You know, sometimes when I... This is something that I've learned from my, my spiritual father, my mentor, Pastor Joyman. You know, I've heard him speak. He's taught me this. He said, before you go for something that is important for you, you, know, you, you must ask the Lord, what must I wear? And I've done that. Yes. What must I wear? You're going for a meeting. And you don't know, you're, you're, not, you're not accustomed to the, the place. You're not used to the place. Yeah? Pray about it. What must I wear? It affects people. It affects people, that's right. Now, recently we did a live stream from here and I didn't have a a blazer on. And uh, the people who are organizing this from another country pointed that out. Pastor, you must be wearing a, a blazer or a... And that was after a Sunday service and I chose not to have it, not that I don't like to do it. But I'm telling you, you must have this, this mindset. Say extra. Say extra. Bless your neighbor with extra. Not just with extra, but also with a vision for extra. Bless your neighbor with a vision for extra. Do it loud, loud. Say Do it loud can do your, yeah, bless your wife also. Bless your friend. I mean, turn around, there's Abel sitting behind you. I bless you with extra, say extra. I bless you with a, a vision for extra. I bless you with a vision for extra. 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 Pastor, extra. Extra to bless. Extra to give. Kodukan extra. Amen. Kodukan extra. Naracho kodukan extra. Hallelujah. Extra. God wants you to have that vision. Don't just pray for extra, pray for the vision for extra. Heaven, today what will you pray for? Pray for? Say it loud, man. What will you pray for? Extra, not just for extra, but also for the vision for extra. Amen. Hallelujah. Fabian, what will you pray for? And the and the vision. Say vision. Vision for extra. Where is little, my son? Yeah. Say vi- extra. Say vision for extra. From today on you must pray for that. Lord, I want extra and the vision for extra. Extra and the uh, extra and the vision for extra. God bless you with extra. And the vision for extra. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Lord. Sharon, an extra. Amen. And the vision for extra. Yes. In abundance. Yes. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Elsa extra. Amen. And the vision for extra. Yes. In abundance. Yes. To give. To bless. Anil Extra. Yes. Extra. Extra in your hands, extra in your pockets, extra in your bank, yes. and a vision for that. An overflow. Extra, say joy, extra. Say extra, and a vision for extra. To extra, vision for extra. Man, extra, vision for extra. Hallelujah. Praise God, let's give thanks. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to us. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to us. Thank you, Lord, that you're changing our mindsets, our perspectives. Our perspectives. You're about to do something incredible in our lives. Something incredible. Lord, you are this kind of God. We have not seen. We've not heard. We've not, we've not, we've not. Have you not heard of this kind of a God anywhere else? You are one of a kind. You are one of a kind. The supreme ruler, sovereign king We love you for who you are. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for ministering to us so clearly. Thank you for everything that you spoke over us today. Thank you, Pa, for the story of Ruth and Boaz and Nomi. You know, everything that happened, everything that transpired, Lord. Thank you, Papa. So much to to chew on. So much to receive. So much of revelation. Thank you, Papa. We receive it. Let, uh, let the revelation that you spoke over us manifest in our lives. Thank you, Papa. Thank you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 Hello. This is Mishal Dilakoshi. I'm sure this podcast has blessed you do subscribe to our channel for more messages and follow us on social media to stay connected may god bless you